so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Good evening, everyone. Um, welcome back to the Marseille View. Um, it's been a few weeks. I think last time it was just me and Julien. Uh, and it was... Uh, was it before the international break? Yeah, I think it was before the international break. Um, and we were debriefing Strasbourg, we we're debriefing the, 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 the sort of fact that the players needed a rest. And since then, we've played three games. Um, we, we, do, we would like to, to do this more frequently, but we have a valid excuse because um, a few of us have been to the velodrome in the last couple of months for two games. Um, and it's, it's just coordinating that stuff. But in any case, back to cover the last three games, uh, Montpellier, Lorient, Troyes, and with me tonight, uh, Charles, uh, a resident statist- statistician. How are you, mate? I like my new title. Good evening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good to have you back, mate. And uh, our veteran contributor, Alex. Hi, everyone. Yeah, you, well, when, when we when we well, we're gonna we're gonna get straight into it. So Alex and I went to the Velodrome in Virachud uh, against Montpellier. Um, yeah, again, I think it's looking back to the last time we did this with Julien, we were we were we were talking about how how crucial we thought it would be that the players get a mental rest from OM for ten days and go and see their international teammates. And we were, we were all we, we were both sort of optimistic, saying yeah, uh, you know we're going to hit the reset button, come back energized, um, and lo and behold, it was a fucking shit show. Excuse my French, but um, I, I think before we we get into to, to talking about the game, um, I do remember we all met up before before the going into the stadium and stuff, and there was a delay getting into the stadium because part of the virachud was closed due to the, the display of, of pyrotechnics of, um, during the T4 against Strasbourg, um, which typical in typical LFP fashion coincided with, they banned us on the Wednesday. On the Thursday, the government announced there was a, a, project, a, a project to introduce a law to authorise pyrotechnics in Fumigène stadiums, but not before they banned OM one last time, of course, for good form. <laughs> and um, so that led to to us um, when when you go to the middle room for, for those of you that, that listen and have been um, usually they open the gates two and a half hours before the game so this was um, 8 uh, 9 p.m. kickoff so that we, you should be able to go in the stadium from 6:30 but they didn't open them till about half seven which um, created a bit of chaos especially in in the situation where the virachute the bottom is closed so lots of people have swapped. Um, who can't go in the bottom stand because it's closed, obviously try and get tickets in the in the, 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 um, the top stand in the South Winners area, which leads to a bit of a, um, a rush to get into the, the virage and to, to get a decent spot. But we all got in there in the end, about 20, 20 of us all went. Um, I guess before we, we get into the game, Alex, the atmosphere, the experience, you know, we've done this a couple of times, you know, I know it's, it's good fun, right? We've got a good bunch of people. Yeah, no, it, it was good as a team to, uh, you know, the the UKOM team to all go together. And we, we're still waiting for Charles to come with us, but he just <laughs> can't be bothered. Um, but uh, no, it, it was good to have the group. And, you know, every time we go, it seems like we we don't really have a positive result. But at least we're having a, a, a good time and a good laugh, which uh, helps a lot to watch the dreadful games that we that we've seen together. Yeah, it's it's just frustrating. I guess um, we were, we were recapping off 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 the air just before this, like I think as a as a big group, UKOM and and if I mean talking about we've done five trips to the Velodrome in the last three years. We've we've seen one defeat and four draws. Um, I, I I went to the Angers game last year with I think it was just Ed and Cyril, so it was only three of us. I saw a win, so thankfully I have seen a win in the last twelve months, but. It feels like ages ago. And then 
even when we go and see them away from home, I, I, you know, we lost a, a, a way to top them in Champions League and we went to the pre-season friendly in Chesterfield and we drew that. Um, so, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, uh, I thought we won in Chesterfield, but we didn't. No, but they equalised at last minute, but it's, we are starting to feel a bit cursed. And, um, and, and oh. as, as organiser, I'm starting to think, should we even bother anymore? Because we, we're obviously not helping. Um, but again, when you when you put it into context, um, in the second half of the season at home in the last three seasons, we've we've been really shit. Um, so I think the next trip we organise will probably be October when when we we do try we do seem to manage to win a couple of home games in the first half of the season anyway. So it's food for thought for us as organisers. But um, the atmosphere was good. I mean, we you know for, for anybody who listens, um, we. we Yes, most of us in, in, in the UK and all the other fan groups are expats, but it was pretty cool because we had like two Scottish lads, Kieran and, and Paul, his dad, who came over and they've been to, you know, they, they, they go to Celtic games every weekend and they, they love the atmosphere. You know, they, they, they said it's the, the only ground they've been to in Europe that, that compares in their personal experience to what they experienced there. Um, the, the Bash, the T4, the three English lads as well who... Um, who joined, you know, they're very impressed. And we had a great weekend all together after that. But um, anybody who wants to join the future, guys, just contact us via the, the Twitter and stuff. If, if you, you know, if you're a listener and you live abroad and, and you want help to get tickets in the Virage, we can, we can sort you out. So, yeah, it's a good experience. It's just a shame about the results. So let's let's get into the game. I mean, Charles, do, do, do you want to talk us through it? I just want to set the scene because we, we got into the stadium eventually and then the Kumpo came out and it, it was quite... Um, you know, I was quite optimistic because it was like, oh, you know, despite all the, well, after all the criticism from many parties about Trudor being stubborn and, and not doing turnover, he started Vitinha in that game and he, and he made a couple of other changes to the lineup as well. What, what did you think of that, Charles, when you saw it? Yeah, I have to say that uh, I didn't watch that game, so that's I was really hoping you guys will be uh, will make the debrief of that game. <laughs> you, well, you didn't miss anything. Uh, but... but yeah, I think mean, from what I could remember, I mean, I just it's just that first goal uh, from pretty much Kazri doing everything and and Nordin finishing, and it was once an example where the team is trying to press high, but if you don't have the intention, if you I mean, if you play the kind of a defensive shape that we have, the one-on-one everyone on the, on the pitch, if you lose one challenge, it opens the whole team and you need to balance and offset. And it was a typical action where Kenduzi lost his uh, challenge to Kazri and went all the way to the to the goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, which it, was, it, was, it was ridiculous, wasn't it? I mean... Yeah. We, we were in the virage and I had, um, I mean, my, my, my dad came and his uncle came so, and my brother came. So it's cool because it's the first time I've been to, to the Villodrome. And I think the first time my dad and my brother had been to the Villodrome since 2004, which was when I went for the first time, it was with them. And um, But I, I just remember, I, I think you were two rows behind me, Alex, but I could hear you as well. I think I think at least five or six of us in, in, in our group were like, bring him down. Foul him, foul him, foul him. And, and it just... You he, he, could see it happening, kept, like, in slow motion. Exactly. He he, he, he covered, like, 30 metres. And, and it started with Gendouzi, who should have brought him down. And then and then he had four OM players around him. He had Mbemba, Vertu... Um, no, Mbemba wasn't no, there. No, he wasn't there. But he had Rongier, Gendouzi, Veretout, and, and I can't remember who else was, was, was there. And, and he somehow... Gets, still retains possession and then I just, guess I what? Just, Nobody else is marking the, 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 the striker. I just realised actually I watched this game. I was in, I mean, I was with my friends <laughs> drinking in a bar on a Friday evening because I remember this game is on a Friday evening. That's why I forgot the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually I do remember watching that game. Great preparation uh, for this podcast, mate. <laughs> that was it's a good thing you're doing the stats, mate. Jeez. Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember we got so lucky on this game. God, that was a bad game. Uh, like, it was so boring. That's why I've been spending the whole 90 minutes drinking more than paying attention to the team. <laughs> it was just I, I, no, I think... no intention, no no desire to tr- try to create. And Montpellier was just in control. They never felt threatened. Yeah, I, I think I think the game, the, the, the key thing is it was a Friday evening game when it was the inter- international week. So a lot mm-hmm. of our players came back and, you know, some of them from like South America or, you know, um, in the middle of Africa and they came back, you know, just a day before the game. 
and you could see that you know the, the Tudor style, as as you rightly pointed out, um, Charles, needs to be all about intensity. You need to win your one on one. You need to press. You need to be dynamic. Otherwise, you know, uh, you know, you lose one ball, and the other team, if you have some some fast players, straight away, pretty much against the keeper. And and we were sluggish, um, mm. you know, and and I, we were sluggish in terms of intensity, the pressure, and you could see exactly on the Genduzi. Uh, when you lost the ball against Kazri. I yeah. mean, and again, and Kazri, when I say uh, you could sleep in slow motion, I mean, both of them are so slow that it was <laughs> actually in slow motion. And you could see, like, even Genduzi, who didn't, I don't think he went on the international duty, or at least he didn't play. He, he just wasn't on. The whole team was off. Um, and to be honest, I even felt that the atmosphere was a bit off. It was, it was a bit strange on a Friday evening. It was still, you know, really, really bright and, and sunny. And the whole things felt a bit like a, like a friendly. You didn't have the, the intensity mm. uh, that you, had, yeah, you expect for a, such an important game. Um, again, again, and didn't, didn't, didn't go on international break. But beyond that, it's, um, I agree with you on the, on, on, on the atmosphere. I think the bottom of the village being closed is, is certainly... Um, I mean, I, I was there last year with, with Alban, Papi and, and Nico for the final, the semi-final, where the, the whole Virage Nord was closed. But yeah. they, they put the fanatics at the top of Ghanais, so there was still, it was still noisy, but, but it, did, it did feel weird. I mean, when I compare, because I, I went to the Strasbourg game two weeks before that, or three weeks before that, mm-hmm. and, then, and then going to this game, the, the, yeah, it was, it was totally different. I mean, the Strasbourg game, um, regardless of, of, of how the match played out and stuff, it was just... I don't know. We can speculate as to the reasons why. It's, you know, because the team has been a bit shit for, for the last few games. Maybe the the couple themselves, and maybe the people in the virage weren't feeling as as um you know as as, as dynamic and weren't as excited. But it just yeah, it wasn't the same. Um, Strasbourg was was a lot louder. It was a lot more the coordinated the chants and stuff. And yeah, Montpellier, I agree with you, Alex. It, it did feel a bit disjointed and a bit um as if people were holding back and were a bit un, um, apprehensive. Yeah, the, the thing, the thing key for Marseille game when, when you go there is you, you feel the you feel the tension, you feel people are on the edge, you think that, that you, you feel that winning means so much to everyone that, you know, you, you feel that tension. And, and, and this time for this game, I didn't quite feel it, so I was a bit, a bit disappointed on on the players, on on the atmosphere, and obviously straight away, you know, Montpellier scored a goal on one of their opportunity because the player were not quite awake and dynamic and and you know not winning their one on ones, and they score and straight away you see that that sluggish team uh, needs to score two goals and and we all look at each other and you just didn't feel that they could do it. And to, to be honest, after that first goal, we started to put a bit more intensity, be more dynamism, but then you, you're against a, a low block that counter really well. And against a low block, you know, we, we had Vitinha who didn't have any ball. He wasn't served because the, the two uh, wing backs are, are totally out of sync at the moment, you know, close and, and, and Nuno. Um, and then you had on the 210 Alexi, who was a bit tired from his travel from South America, and Malinowski, who, who is a player I like, but he's not a good player when you're, you know, in in uh, against a low block in very tight spaces. He's he's not very the kind of player to to make that 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 short play, short combination, little dribble, change of pace. I think Unda would have would have been think, the, think, a, a lot better. I yeah, I think Maddie just just what we're talking about with I think I think he 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 is capable and he did it at Atalanta, but he, it's another classic example of um you know players come over from Syria and, and Strutman's the best example at OM sadly and it's a fucking horrible expensive mistake example but. But Malinowski is another one where they, maybe you just get the feeling they're a bit surprised by the physicality and the intensity. And um, he, he, Malinowski, for all his, his qualities and, and the good he's done since he's been here, um, I, I didn't have. I, I was always of the opinion I'll give him six months and a proper preseason to adapt and stuff. But they, they always seem a bit overwhelmed and, and surprised that they don't have that extra second or half second on the board. There's there's someone pressing them straight yeah. away. So. Um, I think he's he struggled with that certainly, and it's normal. But um, yeah, as you say, it's it, back to the whole the whole lineup is uh, that's when you need to, to mix it up. And 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 yes, again, 
um, you know, if, if we go back to the game, we, we equalised, right? We got a penalty. Yeah. It, was, it was it was a no-brainer. It was a complete handball, and, and we were quite fortunate that it was it was almost pretty much the only half chance we created in the first half. Um, yes. So we get a penalty, we equalise. There was a bit of a, a situation where Genduzi takes the penalty instead of Sanchez, and yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I, it was feeling attention there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but he scores it. We we get to we got to see a goal and we were just behind the goal when they scored. Good, great, a bit reassured and it's like a bit of relief, but but still tense and, and not quite convinced in the stand. And then half time. And then in the uh, second half we did nothing, nothing in the first thirty minutes. The second half. Yeah, actually yeah. Ben. I mean, it's quite interesting. I just got to interesting stats. Um, but yeah, I mean, from from what I can remember of that game, I mean, just Sakai already read us very well. Um, forced us to go on the wings and pre-created nothing from the wings and we didn't try anything from inside. But a uh, quick question for you guys in terms of start. In terms of uh, touches in the attacking third, would you say during that game we are more or less touches compared to the Marseille try game uh, from last Sunday? Touches in the more. last third. More I reckon at more, but, but, but no, more, more at against Montpellier. But, but less decisive, like. Yeah. Alex? <laughs> uh, I feel a tricky question. So I, I would say Montpellier as well, but it, it, it fell so slow and sluggish that even if we had a lot of touches in the last third, uh, it didn't make much difference, to be honest. Yeah, it's actually the same number of touches, 243, yeah. which is weird because I felt like we didn't really create anything. But uh, we had 1.3 XG against Montpellier and against Troyes, it was 3.7. So like you said, Ben, it's, I mean, same number of touches, but the creativity was not there against Montpellier. No. Um, not finding Vitinha was clearly not happening. Um, yeah. And yeah, not. I mean, we tried to create from the wings, but there was nothing happening. I guess we opened the case of the fullback uh, at, during the game against Lorient. Uh, but there was another example where if the opposition reads us very well, it's blocking the wings, we don't create anything from the center areas, which was a problem against Montpellier. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, I mean, you know, we, we did nothing in terms of... I don't even remember us having more than two or three shots on target in the whole game. Um, but but certainly Montpellier had, I think, yeah, they had, a, was it seven years? I think had yeah. a decent chance um, and, and missed it. It, it was, wasn't that wide. Um, and then we we started sort of playing a little bit and stuff. And then, um, and then makes, yeah, the substitutions as usual, it's a bit of a recurring theme lately, come way too late. Um, oh, yeah. And it just it just felt like Alex, well, as you say, like Mbemba and Under at the 60th minute. Oh, true. Yeah, and if I remember, Under, he didn't have a great match in terms of the actual output, but he was the one changing a bit the tempo and in a couple of crosses or or, yeah. or shots. And and we I remember talking to to you, Ben, in the game. He said, like, you know, as soon as we see Under, we we it's see a bit of momentum, be a change mm. of pace. Uh, but that's it. It lasted for like 10, 15 minutes and then nobody else around had any kind of energy. So it was just a... Payet came on as well, didn't it? <clears throat> yes, mm-hmm. 76 minutes. Yeah, so Payet got 15 With, uh, minutes. With Caboret and, um... instead of uh, close. I don't yeah. know if you want to yeah. the case for close or if you want to wait for Lorient. Well, we'll, we'll do it after Lorient because the, okay. the stats are, are pretty damning. I mean, to be fair, it. we can move to Lorient already because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just just to finish off and, and just to, to, to back up the point again, Alex, like we both said about the atmospheres, like we we, we knew it, it just felt like after those substitutions and, and the fact that, yeah, there were probably two minutes where Under did did under things and, and tried, but, but Montpellier credit to them, you know, they were on a really good run before we played them. Um, but beyond that, I think there was that feeling of resignation in the stands that we all just knew that, yeah, um, clearly, the, clearly, the manager and the team seem to have settled for the draw, so we're settling for the draw. And, and it, it, yeah, it was just a weird atmosphere. Like it's one of the strangest atmospheres I think I've ever felt at the Vel, which was just tense, but but you know, no no optimism. And yeah, we're singing this stuff, but we, we all know deep down that it's not going to happen. And it's just 
that that's that's to summarise that game is like it just it just felt like we didn't really we you know despite all of the goods that we thought the international break would do we didn't get going we did nothing. Yeah, we look stuck yeah. and stale. And 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 clueless. Um, but yeah, that brings us to to the Lyon game. So, which is a bad uh, thing. I mean, it's even worse. I mean, I, I, just just a bit of a you know funny thing. I, I, we 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 said it in the group, didn't we? But yeah, I was I was just relieved that Bombardier didn't didn't score because I was fully <laughs> expecting the the ex ex striker curse to, to to hit OM as usual and for him to get a goal. But he was awful. Um, they didn't really create much, but but it was just that was the absolute nail in the coffin for for anybody who thought that the problem was elsewhere. I mean, there, the, you know, the problems with Tudor. Again, he, he made substitutions way too late in the 80th minute. But beyond that, Charles, you, you, we were discussing before the, um, the recording started, but give us give us the stats for the fullbacks. Yeah, so pretty much during that game, uh, Nino Tavares had 12 crosses, Close had 12 crosses, and only one ended up being touched on the penalty areas or in the final third. That's it, guys. That really summarizes everything. And Tudor was very frustrated because Lorient parked the bus, they blocked the wings, moved to 5-4-1, which exactly matched our uh, tactical lineup just to block uh, our two fullbacks. And it worked. And we created nothing, absolutely nothing even worse and in terms of offensive output. It was just worse than Montpellier. Because they got it. You just have to block our fullback and this game finished. And we created nothing from the central areas again. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the stat is just summarizing the whole game. 24 crosses and only one being successful. Yeah, I so, mean, you could argue almost summarizing the, the last five games. I mean, it's just we, we've, we've done the Tavares, uh, you know, conversation criticism often enough because he, he is frustrating. But but let's open the cross um, dossier. I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy, you know, uh, he, he he missed out on going to the World Cup. Okay, that that probably was hard to swallow. I get it. Um, he came back and then he was injured for a bit, and and Under was playing in that in that right wing back role um, early January, and that's when we started that that run of what was it eight or nine wins or something. Um, and then since he's come back, like he his last assist was the first of February for Unai away to to Nantes, and. Um, we're waiting for assist number 11, and I, I can't remember a single cross or pass from Cruz in the last 10 games that looked threatening or looked like the Cruz that we saw for the first six months of the season. And just, I mean, Tavares is frustrating, but we, we've known that from the start. But Cruz is, is a shadow of himself to go from the player we saw to he got 10 assists in the first six months of the season to, to, to being like his. his uh, you know his his distant cousin who who can't kick a football. I mean to to attempt for a play of his quality that that we've seen over the last three years and in Niga at Lance and um, who's been at the top assist um, right back in in Europe in the last three years. It, he's unrecognisable. It's it's just unacceptable to have ten clear decent crossing opportunities and not get a single one to your striker. And, and I think the, the best example for that is actually against Montpellier in the start of the second half. If I remember, he came and he was on his own, uh, on a break, and Vitinha was in the middle with no defender whatsoever. And he crosses and completely miss Vitinha, who would have been there to, to put the ball in and, and potentially get the, get the win, or at least, you know, we, we, we would be leading. And he just totally miscrossed uh, the ball and... It's it's not where he's used to. He's just not, you know, finding his touch. He's lost some confidence. I think at least in the last two games against Lorient and and Trois, we, he's been running and sprinting a lot, which he didn't even do uh, uh, much against Montpellier, for instance. And and at least on the effort, he's coming back, but the touch is is a bit lost. So, um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, after a, a, a better game against Troyes, yeah. it, will, it will start to get better. Yeah, I'm kind of eyeballing it, looking on FBRF. But uh, if you look like prior to February, every game... I should... uh, do you still hear me? Sorry, I'm back. Yeah. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, okay. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, he had um, offensive output 0.6, 0.3 expected assist, and then Strasbourg 0, Reims 0, Montpellier 0, Lorient 0.1, Troy 3, 0.1. So, but I'm not sure if this is mentally. I feel it's just not fitness fit. I think he's come back the last two games. I, I, I remember reading some stats about the number of sprints, and I think against Troyes and Lorient, he was back to something decent. Um, I think also, you know, it's as as you rightly pointed out, it's tactically now every team pretty much, even PSG when they came in the league game uh, at the Velodrome, they pretty much all play 5-4-1, low block, counter, and that's the solution to beat us. And now these guys, um, uh, you know, Tavares and, and, and Klaus, who are not the best with the ball, they have some great qualities offensively, you know, potentially if they have space and there's some good movement in the box. But when they, the, the space is reduced, they have someone on them and then in the box, you know, they only have a poor little Sanchez to, to cross to against three central defenders. They're not the kind of guy to, to make a difference. And uh, by the, the, the opposition team adjusting to our style, we've really seen that Tavares and Close have been very limited and therefore, I think, also losing a bit of confidence or over-trying things like Tavares and losing like 20 baller games. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's not just these players, it's the whole concept of what we're doing. Against these low block, we, we, we really struggle. And that was exactly the case against Lorient. Uh, they had a lot of injuries themselves, so usually they're a bit more of a dynamic team, and this time they just defended low, and we just couldn't create. We didn't have any creativity, uh, didn't know what to do, and it ended up in a in nil nil, uh, another you know boring what, game. What is even more frustrating with close compared to Inotavares? You know, with Inotavares, you know he can't pass, you know he can't combine with his partners because he simply can't understand his partners. But with close, we've seen that in the with the French squad, we've seen that in Lens, we've seen that at the beginning of the year. He could link with Under. He could cut inside if necessary. I just remember that amazing pass to Unai with outside of his boot. He's, he doesn't only rely on his one-on-one challenges, it's just his physicality. If he's struggling with his fitness, he can pass and he can create a pocket of spaces and the one, two, three, and we have not even seen that. Like he's not only lost his fitness, but he lost his brain. He's lost his, lost his football. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, so that's why the first case is I, more stretched compared to, to Nuno. Yeah, but I think teams are playing us a bit differently now. And 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 you know, in a way, it, usually when on the away game we we play a bit better because the opposition try to play a bit more. They want to score. But Lorient was a special case where, because there are a lot of injuries and they were missing a lot of players, they decided just to stay in the low block and they were kind of happy with nil-nil up until pretty much the end of the game. And and against these kind of, you know, low block teams who not, don't really care about getting out of their, their position, we struggle, he struggled. And as you said, r- rightfully, you know, we used to be able to create a lot on that right side with under, close, Mbemba and usually another midfielder uh, uh, coming in as well to, to you know to to be four of them and, and create. But Mbemba was missing against Montpellier and then against uh, Lorient. Under was missing against Montpellier and he, he kind of lost to be touch recently. He's not not as precise. Close has lost confidence, has lost his touch. So so we lost all that right side where we so strong usually in the build up. That's our strong side, and we've lost it. You know, we've lost his quite a lot uh, recently. We just don't create much more uh, from that side. So because of that, we go on the Nuno side and then Nuno does his own thing like a fucking lunatic and he tries to dribble like if he's Ronaldinho and lose 20 balls a game. So they all set up, the whole setup of the team isn't working because that right side is, is, um, is struggling at the moment. And just sorry to finish on that, and I don't want to be just fully solely focused on on Klaus and Tavares, uh, but I think the whole offensive output is also um, lower than it used to be because I feel like there's fewer players 
front of the ball. I mean, like you said, and then by the past, it used to go and make those runs forward. He used to have more people in the box and he was just Sanchez by himself. So I don't know if Tudor has had his some Pauli moment where we got burned against Ansi, maybe against Paris Saint-Germain, if you think about the counter-attack we conceded. And he no longer wants uh, our three central backs to make those runs forward. And we just rely more on the full backs to create by themselves without those runs and yeah. those spaces being created. So I feel like Tudor was a, has been a bit, bit more conservative. The game against Rennes, where we didn't play, we managed to get one point. You probably would say the same against Reims. Maybe it felt like this is the way going forward. We don't need to put that many numbers of players up front. We can just park the bus and be more secure. But it means like when you play at home against Montpellier or Lorient, which parking the bus, you don't create nothing and you just get a boring nil-nil. Yeah, it's very true. I think you, you made a very, very good point there. As you say, we used to see Gigo and Mbemba just rushing and be that extra guy in the box or extra solution and messing up the defense. And, and we haven't seen that as much. And, and to mean, be fair, you haven't seen... M, 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 even Mbemba doesn't seem to be... Uh, you know, in his usual fitness and, and mindset. And he's been our MVP this year. So it's like the whole team is, is you know, I, I think it's start mentally, more physically. I think it's mentally since the uh, PSG and ANSI defeat. I think it was yeah. really a knock on, on the player's head. And, even, and even because of that, the, they started... Yeah. Sorry, mate? Sorry. No, I was going to say even um, further, but I think, uh, you know, it, it, as, as nice as it was and as amazing as it was, the victory against PSG, they, they just left so much of their, their heart and soul and, and uh, motivation totally. and, um, and, and adrenaline totally. in there. That that's when it started falling apart. Totally. totally. It was too much for us mentally. It was, and, and the excitement and the, you could see, I mean, we celebrated like if we won a European Cup, which yeah. I did as well. I'm more than happy, <laughs> happy with that. The first time in fucking 10 years that we'd beat PSG at home. But he was... It was too much for that squad and too early in the season to have this kind of moment and, and being smashed by two heavy defeats, uh, crushing defeats just after against uh-huh. Paris again and and Ansi at home and realised that, you know, instead of being close to winning even maybe the league, right, where we, we, we come out with empty-ended and fighting for the second spot at best, I think was very difficult mentally for the team and, and yeah, there was no, it's there was just no an, and, um, yeah. exactly and it's just against that trois obviously trois being very very you know average to to be to Crap. be polite uh, as as a team is finally against twice the first time since that period that I've seen the energy on the pitch I've seen the momentum I've seen I've seen pressing the that came yeah. yeah the desire and that came from Tudor putting you know, two two youngsters in the squad who are full of energy and uh, and 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 full of um, ready to, to show their skills, which are Vitinha and, and Cabore. And I think the, the old mindset changed again. Trois and obviously they were shit as well, so it makes it a lot easier. And we'll have to see if we're able to replicate this against Lyon. That that would be a, a, a big test. Yeah, I guess just to just to summarise what you guys are saying, I think there's there's two key things. I mean. Despite yes, Mbemba isn't getting forward as much as Gunniva and and some of the central players aren't making the differences. But I mean, you know, we, we were all pretty pretty enthusiastic when we were debriefing the wins in January, February. You know, the, the squads, the, the the mentality, the the confidence, and all of that. But I mean, if you, uh, Charles, I don't know if if you can look back and maybe it's pointless, but I I don't believe that we were creating ten times more chances than we are currently. We were just shitloads. We were just more clinical, and um, Sanchez was scoring with his first shot, and that was enough sometimes. And then Tavares was scored in a few games, and then um, it, it just seemed to be like we were we were more successful um, and and just a bit a bit luckier, a bit more clinical. Um, and, and yes, there was more energy, and, and the dynamic was better, and, and some of the players were, were were in better form and physical shape and mental shape, but. That's the first point. But but as you've said, against Lorient, it was like, I remember thinking, is Tudor now going to, you know, is the international break, is, is Sampoli moment, Charles, as you said, is he going to persist and finally give Vitinha a run in the team? 
and then he we go to you know we go away and he reverts back to the the, the, the system to be fair that has got him eight eight consecutive away wins before that and put Sanchez back at front and then um it's it's a bit the classic syndrome where thank God that Sanchez is, is intelligent and experienced and, and and never gives up and is, and is hungry and and fights for every ball and is a leader in this team but we see it, it was it just felt like watching Germain and Benedetto and, and all of those guys again, which is sadly, gradually what happened is they had to go further and further and deeper and deeper to, to even touch the ball. And, and guess what? They're not in the central position when there is a decent counter-attack or there is a, a cross or something. So it, it just felt like watching a replay of that. And it was, just, it was just terrifying to think we've had four different managers since the McCall era and we've had loads of different strikers and... Not a single manager seems to uh, it seems to put a game plan that works in favour of the number nine and feeds him with balls and quality crosses and 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 and, it's in, and quality play as a as a team in the central areas of the pitch, not just relying on wingers and Tovar and Payet in the past and now Cruz and Tavares and it's just that that frustration. So I think that's something to keep an eye on, but. As, let's let's segue into the trois game. Um, yeah, as, as as you said, Alex, it was it was just good to to finally. Um, I mean, I, I did. I'm not going to lie. We went to the bar to watch it in, in London Bridge on Sunday, and I did I did laugh when I saw that we scored after fucking three minutes. It was like great, you know. We we were the, we we went to the last two home games, um, and, and now that we're not there, they they score straight away. Le but en clair, but in our favour for a change. Yeah, exactly. I think the, um, I, you know, Tudor realized that he's he's hitting a wall in terms of uh, he set up the always same kind of lineup, and 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 other team know how to play us now, and so he decided to change completely, or not completely, but you know, bringing um, some some meaningful changes, and the, the first was Vitinha up front. But not just that, but Vitinha with Sanchez on one side and Undo on the other side, which I think is is they are quite complementary because you have a proper striker. You have Sanchez who is really good, you know, between the line to uh, move around the pressure and turn and to find himself, you know, himself in good position to pass a shoot. And then you have Undo who is not as good as him between the line, but when he gets the ball a bit more on, on the side, he's really good at you know, changing the tempo, dribbling, crossing and uh, or, or shooting. And I think that was com- quite complimentary, especially against a team like, like Trois, where you know that, you know, technically you shouldn't risk too much uh, to lose the ball or, 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 or you should have control of the game. And I thought that was quite interesting. And on top of that, Vitinha is an excellent presser for a, for a number nine. So you have Alexi, and Vitinha, who pressed extremely well, and Under, who does also his job. And then you have Caboret, who replaced uh, Nuno Tavares, and Caboret was put on, on the right side, close on the left. And Caboret was really good as well in terms of pressing a lot more. If he's not as creative as Tavares with the ball, he's a lot more uh, determined and, and dynamic defensively on the press, a lot more energetic. And as a whole, we started with pressing really well, suffocating Trois, and we scored after three minutes. And, and from, from that point on, we, you know, you, you could see that we would dominate and, and kind of feel that we, we would find a way to, to win fairly easily. I, I would not draw too many conclusions and lessons from that game. I mean, Trois was so, so poor. Uh, even the Trois manager didn't prepare his team properly. I mean, everything that Lorient and Montpellier did well, he didn't do any, any of that, which is like, I mean, I don't get it. You got the textbook, you just have to apply it. So I would not draw too many too many lessons from that game. It was good to put like new players, some energy. It was that worry that Tudor may hit a wall with his approach. Uh, but at least he breaks it brought some new fresh blood and it worked, but really, I mean, I guess we're going to talk about Lyon, but that's going to be the proper test. If I see the same starting lineup with Gendouzi as a number 10, Ballardi coming back somehow, <laughs> Alexis Sanchez as number nine, you know, like it was just a one-off. 
Um, I'll finish the bottle of Ricard if we. Uh, I if think. We I think I finish a bottle of Ricard before kickoff. <laughs> Just when I'm, when when Envoy La Compo is uh, sent on the group and I see that's 11. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm dreading the same thing, mate. I, I yeah, I'm dreading the same thing. It's it's just we'll see. I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't want to get too excited. I mean, the main the main feeling was relief, right? We we finally yeah. won under home, cool. Um, I mean, we, we don't want to go because we discussed the Vitinia case before. I mean, look, I I was more than than impressed. I think I was just reassured that. The guy's got an eye for goal. He's a number nine. When he joined us, he, you know, he, he had like 10 goals in the Portuguese league and stuff. He's the guy's got got a record, and that's why we weren't the only team after him. Brighton were after him, Southampton, whatever. But um, it, it, we we seem to have played the smart card, and this is what we were discussing with Julian last time: was have we been intelligent and preserved him? Because how many number nines have we have, have we burnt in the past at OM because we throw them in too quick and they score in their first three games and everybody's like, oh. Grand attaquant, the new papa, all this bollocks, and then they just they just fizzle out because, like Sanchez, they end up having to to, to be the, the first defender and, and barely touch the ball and just end up trying to press half the time. So, I was I was just relieved for him. He's broken, you know, he's broken the seal. Um, he got he got the first goal is is entirely to his credit, right? As you said, Alex, he he gets the ball back on the side and, and near the touchline with pressing. He takes it into the box and then. You know, it was just a pure number nine goal. He 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 shows strength to hold the defender off, technique to to turn around, and he shoots first instinct as hard as he can. It goes in, and then he gets another goal, which was a a pure poacher goal from a rebound, right place, right time. But that's where you want your striker. So good, re- relieved that he got off the duck. I was more impressed with his his work rate and his his defending and mentality, and the fact that as you said, he 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 sort of chased. He tried to imitate Sanchez and, and, and press with Sanchez intelligently together. And I'm sure that that sort of pressing and um, and um, defending together will improve as they build that, that technical relationship. But he, he just put in a solid performance and good for him, released for him. But I agree with you, Charles. Let's not draw conclusions because sadly, probably fully expecting him to drop to the bench next game. And, and also, Trois were awful. They're probably the worst team we've played this season. Um, I mean, and when you look at that, that second goal, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, Vitina did miss that, that that first miss was horrendous. He thought, I, 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 yeah, he was Several probably praying. Trying to love the keeper. Yeah, he was probably praying that he was offside on that first one, and the, the flag never went up, and he was like, shit, I need to hide. But <laughs> man, the, the, the second goal, I mean, it was pretty. Watching the replay the next day, I was I pissed myself. I mean, what the fuck is Rami doing? I mean, he, let's be honest, he owes us. <laughs> but he's thinking just, about Pamela. There's a free ball to under, and he just, he just. He just goes, he goes, he, he tries to, he just runs away from Ande. He doesn't even try to go for him. It was hilarious to watch. And Ande has all the time in the world to curl it in. Great. Um, we, Yeah, on another day, we, we scored seven goals in that game. But it, it was just a relief to, to finally win again after three, three, three games without a win. And uh, especially at the Villador now. Let's see what happens, right? Um, let's let's get on to, to, to previewing. Because um, that that was going to be my my final question, but you sort of answered it. Charlie's, are we back on track? No, not really. I didn't. You know, I'm not. Yes, it was good to get the win and relief, but it, it just felt like it was inevitable just because of how shit we were. Um, but at the same time, we now have to go away to to Lyon, which, um, regardless of of how difficult it always is against Lyon, we we know we're going to get raped by the ref. We know it's going to be really tough because. Um, hostile environment and, and Lyon, to be fair, um, have been. I think they're, they're joint top of the league in number of points in Ligue 1 since the, the since January. Are uh, you following um, the last t- uh, Twitter account, right? Yeah, yeah, but, but, but <laughs> well, no, Ben is a big good. Lyon fan. Don't forget. No, <laughs> oh, fuck no. But but yeah, I mean, look, credit to him. You know, it's yeah, yeah, great highlight that. But but, but ah, the sad reality is, Jean Michel, is that there is a first half of the season. And you were terrible in that first half. So and they still lost the semi-final of the French Cup. The French uh, Cup. Exactly. <laughs> which, well, I will not mention flat. that, Alex. I will not. Yeah, mention yeah. That. I don't want to no, talk about no, the Cup. No, yeah, no. But w- w- <laughs> when they say they've been the best team of the second half of the season and, and Liga, lose the yeah. most important game of the uh, uh, of the season for them, you know, it sounds a lot more like us actually. Well, it's it's, it's all us clutching at straws as usual. But um, I mean, yeah, I think we we sort of. Pre, well, Charles, I agree with you, and, and sadly, I, I I wouldn't even be. I'd be more surprised if he put the same lineup as he did on against Trois than if he changed it 
um, and, and put Sanchez back up front and did the same lineup as against Lorient. Um, but yeah, if, if I see that lineup, same as you guys, I'll be like, oh crap, great. So we're, we're basically <laughs> hoping for the best. Um, and it's going to, yeah, it's going to be, we'll, we'll see. I mean, regardless of how, how much Lyon will probably press us because of the atmosphere and, and they want to, to, to get, that's all they have left, right, is, is winning against us for their, for their fans. Um, at the same time, it's, it's, it, it, I'll just be very frustrated because it, it, if that is the lineup, I'll, I'll, I will be expecting us to, to play very conservatively and, and, and aim for the draw rather than be ambitious, and that would be frustrating. I think just to have a positive note ahead of the game on, on Sunday, I think in previous years, Lyon had always the players to be able to kill us on the counter-attack and to, I mean, they have better individualities that we have. And so playing that game with Depe or everything, like the counter-attacking, like you knew they would get us, get, get something. But with Blanc, you know they will need the ball and they can't defend very well. And our team, in our football style, is kind of a suited to against kind of a typical Blanc, Laurent Blanc team. So I'm a bit more optimistic compared to the past because I'm just thinking we have the right tools uh, to, and weapons to to cause trouble uh, against a possession-driven team. And if we manage to keep the ball more than them, they'll be in trouble. And I don't. I'm apart from Lacazette. I really don't see any individuality at the moment at Lyon being better than us. Um, maybe Tolisso can have an amazing game and destroy the midfield. Maybe the three central defenders can completely annihilate our striker. But... Cherki, in a, Cherki if he's in a good mood, but... The thing with Lyon is, you know, I haven't watched them too much, but it doesn't feel to me like the team that can defend as a low block in 5-4-1 and counter yeah. us and kill us, especially at home, I don't think they will be like this. Now, could they, you know, control the game to the point where they will be able to put Cherki in right position and Lacazette with his good run and so on? You think we should be able to defend that, but, uh, you know, I always rate Lacazette. I always thought he was a really good striker that I would have liked, you know, playing for us. Um, so they will definitely have some opportunities for sure but at the same time if they don't play with these you know five defenders and blocking the um the wings against us and that kind of stuff then then our wing backs will have a lot of space and in that case um you know depending who we choose but close could potentially be one of the key factor if he's if he's um if he's ready and he has a bit of space it'd be a, a big key factor to see if we could we could do something or not yeah, it's the only thing I don't want Shaki to turn into be- the Ben Yedder. You know, the game that Ben Yedder had against us, or uh, what's the name of this? Um, uh, Segir, Ben Segir as well against us. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's capable of having this kind of a performance. Um, but then the thing is, that's like, a risk. M- Killing our one-on-one. Well, we, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 they, they need I the runners behind. That's the yeah, thing. I haven't, I haven't I don't watched the young um, match either, but I mean, I don't. I really don't get the Shaki hype. I mean, yes, I've seen him do a couple of things, but fuck me. I mean, Ben Affa done a hundred times what he's done at the same age. Um, I, I think maybe he's capable, he's got technical ability, but it, uh, for me, he looks more like a futsal five-a-side player than, 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 a, than a professional footballer currently. But maybe I'm proven wrong. To destroy our one-on-one defense, that's what you need. You need futsal player. Yeah, but 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 he 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 often then miss fails to make the right pass, or he he keeps the ball and does one or two too too many touches. And um, we'll see. You're you're right. He he has the potential and the ability. If he is prime, he can go prime Benafa for for 60 minutes or something. But I don't, I don't think he will. I think he'll he'll just be his, he'll want to do too much. He'll want to be the star. Um, I just think he's not. He's mentally, he's, he's nowhere near that ability. But we'll see. I mean, I hope I'm, I'm right when I say this. But um, I mean, the case, case, can he set up? Can he set up Lacazette in space? I mean, that's the question. But Lacazette can, is, can is they, different though. He doesn't run in behind anymore, does he? He's, he's a lot more pivot since his time at Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's, he's good at it. Still, still a good, good timely runs. I mean, if you think. Uh, uh, like in what's his name and Montpellier, Kazri were able to beat yeah, us with true. speed. 
Um, yeah. I, I mean, but at, at the very least, I'm, I'm fully expecting him to get his, his penalty, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> and I, d- I don't want to see Baladi because he'll be straight red card. Uh, we, we need Mbemba, uh, Gigo, Colasignac on top, focus. And, you know, I, th- I think they got the skills to 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 be the kind of Cherki Lacazette duo. Um, I mean, Lyon will have some chances, but hopefully we'll be able to manage it. I'm I'm not extremely impressed by Lyon or, or, or scared by them, but but we know in these big games they you know they beat Paris and they they can they can win these big games. They've always been good at that. But um, uh, b- b- back on the trois game, I think I think what we learn is now we have uh, a, a potential solution to be more dangerous in the middle of, of 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 in the center of the attack in the middle of the pitch, more than just the wing. Because putting Alexi in number ten with Vitinha, if Vitinha is you know is finding the good runs and doesn't doesn't make too many technical mistakes, Alexi in that ten position can uh, allow us to attack more in the center of the pitch than, than we have recently. Um, because the two other 10, you know, Malinowski or Genduzi on, on that position, it's not quite the same quite the same between the line. But Alexi, in that position, if we decide at some point, instead of focusing on the wing, because we would be blocked, for instance, I think Alexi in that position can bring another solution. Uh, now the key is, would, as you guys said, Tudor put a more defensive team with Genduzi there and then keep Vitinha as an option. But if it's an option that you only use at the 80th minute, it'll be way too late. So um, I think Tudor tactical uh, 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 management, micromanagement of the game when he, when he does his substitution, when he does them and what, what he does will, will be key because it, it will be definitely a tactical game. Yeah. I think, um, as you say, I've, bo- I think I've I... bored everyone. I've bored everyone <laughs> with my uh, with my thoughts. No, I think you've summarised it. <laughs> nice. I think it's going to be um, it's going to be a case of their that they this is as I said, this is all their fans have left, and this is their last chance to, to reconcile with with their public. Ah, they will fuming. be ready. So, yeah, but beyond I mean, being ready, they they will they will attack us, and and so that that actually for the first time in quite a few games that might actually play in our favour because they will leave space. Um, but but yeah. again, we, we've just spent 20 minutes, you know, debriefing how, how horribly, horrible statistically our, our, our wingbacks have been and our creativity has been. So if we do get chances, we're going to need to find some of that clinical um, mentality again and, and make sure that that we do, con- um, um, how to say, we do um, capitalise on, on, on the chances and the space that they give us. And it could be a scenario that works for us, right? Imagine they they spend 20 minutes trying to choke us, and then suddenly we, we get we get a counter attack and we score, and that's when that's that would actually work in our favour massively if we're able to then push on and get a second in a similar context where on the counter attack. So we'll see. Um, I'm not uh, I'm not pessimistic because Lyon don't have a choice but to attack us, but at the same time. Um, I would have liked to be more reassured by by our last three, the concepts and, and creativity and and, um, and and sort of um, technical, um, how to say, um, completion rate. You know that, that we, we we don't make stupid mistakes and give the ball away as often as we have in the last three games. To, to be more optimistic about getting a result away to Lyon, but let's face it, if if we look at the context, right? Imagine we we do win there. Um, that's, that leaves us a point ahead of Lens. Then we play Auxerre at the Vélodrome, and then we go to Lens. With Lens playing Monaco this week. Yeah, Lens playing Monaco as well. P- it's a pivotal weekend. It's a pivotal we game need to, for We us. need to try and win that pivotal. game. Yeah. yeah, or at least we just can't lose it. I mean, there is exactly. Lens, Monaco, and, uh, and they play before it. I mean, it, it's it's pivotal because we just can't lose. Because if we if we just draw, for instance. At least we would either take a point of one of the other two teams, or we would be on par with one with both of them if they have if they have a draw as well, which is kind of okay. We cannot lose because then one of them will get three points and it starts to be very precious and and very tight now at the end of the season. So let's say we, for instance, last win and and we lose, and then we play at last later on. It's it starts to feel like that second place is. It, it, it's got to get hard 
And then if Monaco wins and we lose, then Monaco is totally back in the mix and even ahead of us. So um, pivotal weekend, pivotal weekend. If you compare, I was thinking about this um, earlier this week. It's like it, last season was a bit similar, right? And it wasn't it wasn't as close in the points. Um, and, and fourth place, I think it was Rennes last year. They were fourth at that time. We're further behind, but it's a bit similar, right? Um, taking away the Conference League, obviously, that, that was was I think a major factor in keeping the squad motivated and hungry in the league as well, because there was much more turnover and it kept everybody involved. But um, remember last year when we beat Nice at home, right? And back on Bu scored that goal and stuff. And, mm. and it, it, it was, I can't remember how far or how close we were to them in, in, in points wise in the top three, but it went in our favour last year. And it was, a, it was a similar pivotal game at the same time, which was we beat Nice and, um, and suddenly the dynamic was back and we sort of distanced them. And then we, we, we finished the season decently. Um, it was it was up in the air until the last very last day again, which is typical OM fashion. But um, we we got the result in the game that mattered, and then we shut ourselves in in, in the subsequent games. But it, it's quite yeah, it's kind of the same thing again. And I'm I'm not as confident as I was last year because we had um, you know we were a bit more in control and and Sampoli for all his faults and all the criticism we've given him, it, it just felt like that there was. There were more options and, and, and there was um, more flexibility and less rigidity. But with Tudor, you sort of think, well, he's, he's not going to change. So we, we, it's like live by the sword and die by the sword. Very true. And that's the key. We, we'll have to have a Tudor on ball making earlier. So he has a decent bench now, as we've seen with Vitinha and Caboret, for instance. Uh, he also had Malinowski on the bench. He has options. He will have to use his substitution uh, earlier and make the right one in the key moments uh, in these big games to 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 have the upper hand tactically. There's, there's a lot of games where tactically in the second half, he, he hasn't been really, really good. And he's been beaten by by some of the other coach like Strasbourg with uh, Antonetti, for instance. Um, and I think that Tudor has enough cards in his hand for us to finish top three and it's it's you know he has to make the right decisions especially he especially with to. the context i mean uh, i i would i would be fuming and i'm sure we all would be because we will know the result of the loss in monaco game so yeah yeah it, 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 that that should dictate and and he if if there's a chance that you know if it's a draw or monaco beat loss that we have to go all out and he has to do everything to try and win the game, whether it's change the system, if it's not working after 60 minutes or change the, the, the players. But I, I would be fuming if he doesn't show ambition and, and, and um, uh, initiative and, and, and we end up with the same um, scripts as against Lorient where he waits too late because he, he, he decides to settle for the draw. If we were playing before Monaco loss, fair enough. Because if, if it's not going your way and, and Lyon are dominating us and um, we, we, we're struggling to create, then, yeah, be a bit more conservative and take the draw. But th- this is all or nothing, almost, if the result of the last Monaco game goes our way. And, and I'd, I'd be fuming if he, doesn't, if he doesn't do everything to try and win that game. I, I pledge not to say anything mean about Tudor, so <laughs> cut me out of that debate. Uh, but yeah, thinking about the context compared to last season, I think it was worse. I mean, if you go back to the odd of going to Champions League last season, I mean, it was really the last game in Monaco, uh, kind of completely bottling it. So we have been behind the whole season. While now, I feel like we had the upper end the whole season. So that would be a disappointment not to finish second. But it can happen, you know. Lance wins, we lose to Lyon. We're going to Lille, we drop points at Lille, we play Lens again, and there we go. You ended up finishing third, and with pressure coming from Monaco, it can go very quickly. Yeah, there's so, even more um, in typical OM style, I mean, especially based on, on what we've seen since uh, since January, right? Um, yeah. we, we're, we're playing really shit teams at the Velodrome, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if we win against Lyon, Monaco, Lens and Lille, and we'd, and we'd, we'd, we'd lose to fucking Angers. But that's the thing, like this season, this season we won against those teams. Last season we didn't win against those teams, you know. We knew we were losing to Rennes, we knew we lose to Monaco, we knew we lose probably lose to Lens. This this year we won against those teams. So I'm feeling a bit confident. Plus, you know, we talk about 
the team lacking fitness recently. Kolasinac said it, like, we was a bit of a low, but fitness should bounce back. We have a new uh, fitness coach. So I think I think we'll be there, to be honest. Um, but I think we'll win at home, I agree with you. The four games at home, at least we'll have three wins and a draw, and if not, four wins. Um, for me, it's the away games at Lyon, Lens, Lille. I mean, you know, it's all on the line. It's, these three games will dictate our season. You, you can't uh, lose them. I mean, we, we can't lose them. If you don't win them, one win, one win and two them. draws. One win yeah. and two draws, I think, will be enough because I think we will win pretty much all the old game, uh, all the games at home. And Lance has a tough I'm, fixture. I'm, I'm the opposite, mate. I'm more worried about the home games against the shit teams that are, are trying to nah. fight to not be relegated. But, but just we'll based on our recent form. But don't worry, there's a switch. I think there's a switch. I think this is. I think by Tudor changing recently the the tactic and bringing some fresh player who have who have been good. Okay, it was a shitty against Chiti Trois and so on. But I think he's realised that the Nuno Tavares and all these, like he, he, he realised he needed to inject some some youth and energy. And then that gives us a bench with like a Malinowski and so on. I, I think I think we're ready now at home. I, I Feeling that it's the, the, the final sprint, I think we'll be good at home. I'll, uh, I'll bet on that. Cool. I'm really praying yeah. you're right, guys. I'm really praying that, that you're right. Um, I mean, if it, if it can reassure anybody who's listening after after what we said at the beginning, none of us are going to be attending any more of the games of the Bill <laughs> between now and the end of the season. So, we might be going just, to last, though. Yeah, exactly. We might be going we just to last. Yeah, hopefully we get to go to last, but um, uh, it's, it's not the Bill it's an away game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's not. It's everything to play for. Um, we 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 are one point ahead of loss. We have our destiny in our hands, but too many times we've all seen ROM fuck up from this position. Hopefully, it's not the case. But um, I, I I I just I don't feel as confident as I did last year. There's uh, there's just a bit more doubt and a bit more edginess and and. Um, anxiety oh, personally than the last year. Every game we were on our, on our edge. We didn't know which team would start. We didn't know if somebody decided to fuck up and have 80% possession yeah, of defending Lobloch. Yeah, we went on the run, man. This time last which, year we were on the run. We won like which eight run? in a row. We were losing to Rennes. We were just losing to everything. No, we, we, lost to Rennes. we lost to Rennes on, on, on day 36 or something. But before that, we, yeah. we beat not at the Vélodrome after being, being yeah. behind twice. Remember, every big game uh, we, we won knew away we in yeah, but we went away in Haas. You know, we, we put a good run together at the crucial time last season when we beat Nice, we beat Haas, we, we went against Nantes, we beat a few other teams as well. Um, and, and we were we were still in Europe, which meant that the, the, the squad still had this illusion of we could still potentially win a trophy or play a final. Um, and, and so everybody was hungry, everybody was 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 110% in, in sur-regime, as we say. This year, it's not the case. Do you remember so the 3-0 against Lyon? Well, I was there. I, of course, I fucking remember that. 14th of Alec, May. Alex was there too, funnily 14th, enough. 14th of May, uh, losing at Rennes to Nure. 14th of May last year, losing at Rennes to Nure. Yeah, yeah no, but that, that, was, that, was the last, that was the last. That was the last five game of the season. I think. We went away to Lorient. Uh, right, I, 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 I think there was a, a moment as we were really struggling. There were some question about San Paoli. And then we beat Nice. And then after beating Nice, I think we went for a run. Where we, yeah, yeah. We, we had a fair but amount of, of points. Before, well, we won, we won six, games, man. 6th of March, losing at home against Monaco. Just like... Yeah, and after that, we went on a good run. But but yeah. more importantly, but but again, anyway. when you compare, Nice, nice was, to Paris Saint Germain on the 17th of yeah, but, but, but Nice was struggling. It wasn't as tight at the top last year. We didn't have as much. Um, yeah, it wasn't as close at the top. And uh, Monaco with resurgence was the end. But but there wasn't the the. the um, I think by that point, by this point last last season, if I remember correctly, it was highly unlikely that we would drop to fourth uh, because we already had um, quite a distance between us and Rennes. Um, but it, yeah, it's different this year because it's so close at the top and and Lens and Monaco are winning and and it's yeah, it's just. I mean, stressful. we're not going to I'm come back stressful. to last season, but you remember uh, Rennes? I mean, Will was already saying like Rennes going to bottle it, they bottle it at the end season, but Rennes and Nice were close until the end. 
Um, well, they always bottle it in in terms of their league finish, but they 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 always fucking turn up against us. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. We'll see. But let's uh, let's end it on that note. Um, I mean, just let's just finish quick, quick. Take it in turn. What's your result prediction, Charles, for Sunday? Um, two nil. Two and one two. Sorry. So two. Say two one for Marseille. Okay. Alex. Uh, I'll say one one. Uh, I'll say the same. Yeah, I think I think one one. Uh, but I think we will go ahead, and then Lyon will 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 equalise, and we'll we'll just try and be clever and defend too much. But we'll at the same time we just we'll I predict we'll we'll do that. We'll score after 20 minutes, and then we'll not we'll just sit back a bit like England against Italy in the in the Euro 21 final, <laughs> and Lyon will just put more and more pressure, and we'll just. <laughs> We'll fall asleep and they'll equalise inevitably, and then it will be all hands on deck to try and get a point. Uh, we'll see, guys. Um, but guys, thanks to everybody who's listening. Thanks for joining tonight, Alex, Chan. Um, thanks for having us. See, ben. I mean, next, yeah, next time I think um, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll do one before. Well, we'll do one after, if not Lyon after Auxerre. But by then we'll we'll be planning our trip to Lens, hopefully, Chan. So. Let's, uh, let's keep an eye on, on if we can go there and um, let's hope that when we do play Lens, uh, it's not uh, a crucial game and we can, we uh, we safety can cushion. get a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, exactly. Let's hope so. Thanks, everyone. I doubt, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, Thank it, you, everyone. it won't be Marseille Bye-bye. otherwise. Bye. Yeah, exactly.